0: Welcome back. Tom Bell here, and I have got an awesome episode for you today. I'll be chatting shortly with 2018 world champion, Claire Dennon. She shares some great thoughts and tips, and I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. Let's not delay any further. Here's the interview. So today on the show, we have the 2018 world champion for sprint triathlon in the 20 to 24 age group, Claire Dennon. Welcome, Claire.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's great to have you. Great to have you. So, Claire um tell us a bit about yourself i've been following you on on social media on on instagram and i've been uh, feeling fitter just watching you Uh, (laughs) but but seriously tell us tell us just a little bit about yourself
1: all right well so yeah i'm claire i'm a 22 year old full-time triathlon and beach lover um i'm also studying occupational therapy at the university of newcastle full-time and i do some part-time disability support work as well on the side
0: Wow, that's interesting. So why that um, study? What was it that drew you to that?
1: Honestly, I really like the idea of helping people and I know it's a really rewarding career. I've had some friends and family also in the same pathway and they recommended it to me and there's so many avenues, heaps of job opportunities, so I thought, why not?
0: <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. and that's um certainly one thing that I've taken um you know from watching you and even you know having a, a chat with you it's like you're super down to earth um, but like I really am feeling like you you have this like an aura like a really ins- inspirational aura um every time I see a video I think oh I' better go and train um <laughs> so you know that's... and it's nice it's nice to think of, of what you're doing in the world
1: thank you.
0: So 2018, super successful year for you. Um, you know, what are the standout highlights? Or if there are some, of course there would be, but but what are they for you?
1: Oh, well, thanks, thanks. Um, so I was pretty happy with how my season panned out, actually. But I have to say, if I had to choose one highlight, it would have to be my surprising success at the ITU World on Grand Final in late September. Um, so just becoming world champion in the female 20 to 24 age group on my home soil was definitely a moment I would never forget. So I don't know if I can top that.
0: as mm. my highlight. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so what was that like? Like, you know, you, you, you're doing all this hard work, you, you know, guessing you're making a squad, um, like even making the squad, was that like a, a bit of an interesting thing? Like how, how did that sort of work? Well, that-
1: Yeah, well, so basically what you have to do is you have to go to a few qualifying races and each race, depending on what positions you come and your placings, you get a certain amount of points. So this is actually my first year trying out for the Aussie team. I'd never really thought about it before. didn't really think I was honestly capable and I Mm. thought, why not, I'll give it a go. So had some firsts and seconds in the lead up to it, did about four qualifying races, and then got my point score like second to get into the team. So basically that's how it works. And yeah, I was like, it was really good because everyone, I guess, from Australia really wanted to get in this year because it's on home soil. So mm, really mm. in, yeah.
0: I love it. And so being that it was um, a home event, did that then mean that you were able to have like friends and family there sharing in the in the victory with you?
1: Honestly, absolutely, that was it. That was the best part. So my brother and his family were from up there, and then I also had a few family members who obviously have to stay home with commitments, and they watched the live feed, and I got some screenshots of, like, me finishing the line when I'm finished, and, yeah, it was honestly, it was awesome. Great.
0: Mm, yeah. It's really intriguing to me that, um, like, uh, again, not watching triathlon, not doing anything to do with triathlon myself, like as, as past as two and two, three months ago. Right. And yeah. all of a sudden now I'm like seeing like live feeds on the Ironman thing. I'm seeing, exactly. I'm watching, I turned over the te- telly the other day and I'm watching some thing about triathlon and I, it's actually like getting a bit of airtime. Um, right. I just love it because it's like, it's such an Aussie. I mean, like, you know, it's, who am I to claim it for Australia, but you know, right. living here, you, know, you go like we live not far from the beach here ourselves so i can go for a swim but you, you can hop on a bike and you can go for a run it's just like such an awesome sport
1: absolutely we have a great area for it in australia too like so yeah. many mixed terrains and yeah great training facilities
0: yeah and and so like okay you 22 when when and why did you take up triathlon
1: Uh, I only really properly took up triathlon about two years ago, so I have a background in um, some national cross-country running and surf life-saving
0: because I
1: grew up on the beach, so over weekend I used to road ride or mountain bike ride just for fun with my mum and dad and I ended up enjoying the three sports so much that I decided, you know, why not combine them all and follow in the footsteps of mum and dad in competitive triathlon and yeah, definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made and I, I genuinely absolutely love it, it's awesome.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And and that's intriguing again, it's like all these different things that you're involved in, your passions there and and then but from 2 years, you know, from 2 years to world champion, like that's amazing. Like oh. do, do you ever just pinch yourself and think like, oh my god, <laughs>
1: I honestly honestly I I really didn't expect it like I I really crossed the line and I was like surely not surely surely someone overtook me that I didn't see
0: <laughs> Yeah right cuz that's okay maybe you could tell me something about that as well because you know obviously um, I'm just going with like mates waves, my son's usually in the same wave as me, like next triathlon I'm doing, I've roped <laughs> basically every single family member, friend, colleague um, into coming along um, to one of the next triathlons, but we, we go in waves, so it's a bit tricky to know who's in front of you, who's behind you, do, do you just sort of get a sense of the people that are in your, you know, in that bracket 20 to 24, I mean, I don't know how many people there might be, but you, you're looking for them as you as you run, uh, as you, you know, take off, do you know Know where you are in the race? Is it is it different, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, it, it does really. It really does depend on the race too. Like sometimes you'll have races where all the waves will go together. You might even have male female together. Otherwise, they might split into age groups. They might even make it like larger age groups than what you know the podiums would be. So it is actually really hard to tell. Um, mm. As I usually try and suss out the competition before, I'm a little bit competitive like that. I always nice. look up who's in the race and that sort of stuff. But um, as for worlds, um, we were all towing the line together, um, all the from all the different countries. We had all the females in 20 to 24, so I kind of knew that. You know, we had a probably about a five minute, oh, can't even remember now, but maybe a five minute gap between us and the age group that had left before. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew the kind of crew I was in. I sort of wanted to keep with that top bunch in the swim, which, which worked out really well. And then from there, it was because it was a draft legal course, we were sitting together, probably the top three of us on the bike, which gave us a bit of a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, just had, I surprisingly had a really good T2, so I had a good transition from my bike to my run, ended up coming out, out of T2 first, and from that point on, I was like, I, I, my legs were absolutely cooked to be honest. I was like, there's no way like I've got this. Maybe I'll have top three, but I don't know about first. And I just kind of put my head down, checked my watch, and I was like, you know what? I'm on I'm on schedule. So mm. and- a bit of a game towards
0: the end so it worked out really well yeah so, so you're going I mean obviously but maybe not for some not for me I don't really have much of a plan other than to finish um at the moment it's like try not to walk if I'm on the run try not to walk on the run um that's that's my my, my goal at the moment and look you know we're all at different stages Absolutely. um so so you're going in with a plan uh is that something that you've worked out with a coach I mean I, I think I think I saw something about self-coached at, at one point there is
1: that's it. So, yeah, I'm self-coached. I don't actually have a coach, no. So I sort of – I'm a bit of a go with the flow at the moment, um, which I think for me personally, like you say, like everyone's at different stages and different – different um, going into a race with a different mindset works different for everyone else for success. But as for me, I I try and not get caught up in the pressure too much because I do mm. put pressure on myself and I feel a lot of external pressure to perform, um, also especially through social media and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, for me, the best thing to do is just go in with low expectations and just see how you feel on the day because the reality is you might go into a race, you might have an awesome day, do really well. Another day you might just feel that crap.
0: <laughs> you mm, might just or, or, that. or get a flat, what do they call it, mechanical failure or something? Like you get a flat tire. I mean if, if I got a flat tire and I'm winning a race, I'd almost just want to pick the bike up and run because the amount of time <laughs> it would take me to change that flat, uh, I'd probably be better off running. Uh, yeah. that's not true I, I wouldn't be able to run the distance but uh have you ever had that happen in a race like a flat tire and uh,
1: yep so i i had a thank thank goodness it was actually just a local club race rather than a, a quite a serious competition but um i've definitely had that happen before i've had times where my gears wouldn't change randomly gears wouldn't change i've um had i wore a pair of zips one time and the whole zip got tired, got shredded mid race and I had to end oh, up man. doing that like towards the end I had to hop off the bike and basically roll my way into transition. Yeah. Crap happens really. Um oh, okay. <laughs> you do. Yeah. So, so
0: you mentioned before, like your T2 was super strong um, in transitioning. Like I, I, I find that it's easy to have time sucked up even for myself. Like I'm sitting there, I've got like a drink and I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> on my towel or whatever. Uh, what, what are your tips to sort of like, you know, blast through transition or, or what did you do that day that, that meant it was so fast?
1: I'd done, I guess I'd done a lot of transition practice in the lead up to the event because I knew, you know, actually quite a lot of the seconds there really count. You can really make some great gains in there. Mm. Um, so for me, I always, before, when I've got about 200 metres or so to go on the bike, I'm really going through in my head. I'm visualising what am I doing. So, you know, as I'm rolling in, I'm unclipping my feet. I'm like, okay, I've got to go in there. I've got to roll my bike in. I've got to rack my bike first. Then I'm going to take my helmet off. I'm basically... Going through step by step in my head before I roll into T two, and same with same with T one, even getting changed and getting on the bike. Um, wow. That's how it works for me. I'm into that visualization thing, and um, yeah, really just practice, 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 practice. Got to, mm. you got to do it. And like I say, you might have a day where your sh- your shoes, your feet are really sticky, and it's really hard to get into your shoes. Like that happens. Um, and also before I actually do the race, when you you know how you put all your stuff in transition before you start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm practicing there too. So putting my stuff in transition, I will go through transition probably – everyone probably thinks I'm OCD. I'll probably go in there and do it like at least five times. I'll, you know, rack my bike, rack my helmet, put my shoes on, take my helmet off, take my shoes off. Like I'll do that a few times. Make sure my shoes are feeling like the right sort of elasticity to get my foot in, stuff like that.
0: Mm, mm. And so like you're using speed laces in your shoes is like the the elastic – I've just yep. started using those. I'm feeling pretty fancy, and you know, I don't have to tie shoes anymore. Yeah. you know, you I don't have time them. for tying.
1: That's a no-no. You've got
0: to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and no. so yes, that's. I'll I'll work on that. I'll take that tip. <laughs> um, but I love that that you're actually trying it because you know for, for the I think the first one I ran in, and I'm like, oh god, what row am I in? I'm trying to remember. I have to you know remember what row the bikes in because there's just bikes everywhere. Yeah, 100%. Uh, And then I run down the path and it's like, where now where do I run out? Like people are waving (laughs) at me like this way. Um, But it it is obviously, you know, trialing it, remembering where you are, going through the steps in your mind just reduces the chance of you getting it wrong. And and that could be 30 seconds and 30 seconds could be the difference between winning and coming 10th. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it makes the seconds really count in this sport for sure.
0: I like it. I like it. So you mentioned before, like, uh, you're crossing the line and it's like, hang on a minute. I'm champion here. Um, was, was there a moment before that where you thought actually, no, I, I could, I could maybe win this and, and you know, whether that's the fact that you're winning races leading up to that or, but, but when did you sort of know that you could become the champion?
1: Oh, like I said, it was honestly still a big surprise. I didn't really think, honestly, I think the only point where I thought, you know, maybe I really do have this is probably about the two, maybe the 3K mark um, in the run, obviously. I, every time we did a lap, so we did a couple of laps. So it was really good for me because I could actually judge how far I was either gaining or losing compared to the second and third competitors. So every time we did that run turn, I'd look down at my watch and see how many meters I'd you know, from because I knew the turnaround point was halfway, so I'd have a look and I'd be like, okay, that's two point whatever, and double that, and that's how far she's behind me, that sort of thing. So mm. I would try work it out that way. And I knew that by about the third lap, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely gaining now. I probably do have a good chance. And by the time I knew I had one and a half k to go, I was like, you know, by the time I I get out of this end section and I'm in front of all the crowds, like hundreds of people, they'll definitely push me to the end. So.
0: I yeah, like it, well. I like it, oh wow, that's, what an, I'm getting goosebumps, this is cool, um, so like I've seen like a, anyone that's following on social media, if they're not follow, um, we'll share some <laughs> your handles and things if you're happy to at the end, but um, really like your training schedule seems pretty full on, um, and I know like at the moment like you know, carrying a bit of an injury there, um, but like what what is the training schedule like for you um, now that you're competing at that level?
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, like you say, I'm, I'm a bit less than usual at the moment cause I'm, I'm currently injured. So there's no running at the moment, but usually it's um, two to three sessions a day. So each session can last anywhere between 30 minutes to three hours. If I'm doing a long bike, that'd be about the three hour mark. Mm. Um, it consists of a mix between swim, bike, run. And I also do some strength work at the gym and um, yeah, that sort of stuff.
0: I saw a right. video of you and you were sort of like, you know, I watched that this morning. I was just um, having a little bit of a look through and um, where you're, you're pumping some pumping some weights, pumping some oh dumbbells and, and you're like, but even your comment, you know, it's like, I don't know how people take themselves seriously, but here's he one of them. It it really just goes to show like how down to earth you are. But um, so, you know, from someone looking in, you know, especially like if you want to be great, like visualization, I get it, but also, you know, mapping people who are champions like yourselves and seeing how you're doing things, um, that's, it's a really nice window to see that, Hey, yeah, if you want to be doing this, you're on the bike, you're at the gym, you're, you know, pumping out some miles on the run, um, three sessions a day. My goodness. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to crack out at the moment. I'm doing a 30 day challenge where I just train every day just once. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I need to do 30 minutes. Um, and I've missed like one or two days mainly, you know, I've talked talking before, but about the, you know, my legs will just start to hurt cause I'll over train and whatever yeah. else. So, Um, but, but it is, that's a lot of training. So is that something that you've, um, you know, if you chatted with your parents, have you done research yourself or how have you known if you're coaching yourself to put together that sort of plan?
1: Well, I, I guess I've kind of, I've been lucky enough to have parents that encourage, never pushed me, but encouraged me into the whole sporting side of things. And it was also just lucky that I really loved it. Um, so I guess like you're saying with, you know, sometimes you get sore legs and stuff like that. Um, it's really, like, you really do have to build up with it. I would totally not recommend anyone who's new to be like, oh my God, I have to do three sessions a day now. Like, no, 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 don't do that. You'll 100% injure yourself. But um, yeah, mostly just building up to it. And I think I definitely, because like I said, I'm self-coach, I definitely have made mistakes. Like the, the injury I've got now is most likely from overtraining the run. Mm-hmm. Um, is probably why I should seek out a bit more advice from coach, but it's like, I mean, obviously it's worked so far. Um, yeah, it's kind of, a, it's a, it's a tough balance. And I, I guess I think the main thing I like about being self-coached is I can do things in my own time. So I might have mm. a really good day at uni. I, I don't have time to do that, you know, midday run. So I'll just go to the gym and do a random treadmill run at eight o'clock at night or, you know, it just nice. really, for me with my lifestyle. Um, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I Nine. think that, that that's a great point. I, I find sometimes you know, like a, it might be four o'clock in the morning that I wake up. I'm feeling fresh as anything. That's when I might like to swim, but no, the pool doesn't open till five thirty or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, or our like I'm with the Redcliffe Triathlon Club, and their coaching sessions might be one afternoon at four forty-five, and it's like, well, pff, I'm not leaving work until six, yeah. so I just can't make that session. So it, it can be tricky um, to actually even slot yourself in with others. And if you're able to <laughs> become world champion off your own bat um, obviously learning from little mistakes along the way um, but that's how that's how we all learn so it's it's still quite impressive uh, for you to have gotten to to where you are uh, and it still just sounds like it's just part of the fabric of your life like I'm, I'm you're still doing uni it hasn't taken over everything um, so it still sounds like you've got a lot of balance there which is good
1: yeah no it's really good I, and I think that's really important I think I think if you if you took it a bit too far, you'd probably lose your, your passion for the sport. And I I never want it to become a chore. I always, it's my like release. I love it. It's really, I Mm -hmm. find it really helps with mental health. Like if I'm stressed out for some reason, go for a run, come back. I'm sweet as, (laughs) it's great. I
0: like it. I like it. And that, that used to be me when I was a kid, actually, like, um, and that's partly how it got back into it. I was, um, at, at work and, uh, you know, some, some pretty stressful times happening. And one of the senior leaders came and said, he's like, well, what do you do to blow off steam? And I was like, well, nothing. I just go home and spend time with my family and that cheers me up. And, you know, you forget about the woes of the day. And he said, well, look, you know, a lot of that stuff gets built up inside. He says, he goes, he runs to work and he runs home or he rides to work and he rides home. Um, and I started thinking, well, I'll go and do some swimming, and and it just helped me like that. Like I, you know, w- w- go out, hit the footpath for a run, go for a ride, go for a swim. Nothing else matters anymore. My body's now as tired as my mind might have been from work, um, and it just, it really just brought that level of um, calm and and feeling good and confidence that now I want to just do it as a sport, and I, and I don't, I don't want it to become a chore either. So I agree, I agree, I like it. it definitely
1: releases those good. Stuff.
0: yeah it makes you feel great for sure. mm. so obviously the favorite endurance event is winning world
1: <laughs> yeah it would have to be <laughs> yes
0: okay 100%. all right now if you had to um you know people are sitting at home whether they're thinking of getting a triathlon just getting off the couch be more active um, you know whatever that might be what, what would be your um three tips for someone starting out um or considering getting into triathlon
1: yeah so Okay, I'd say my first tip would just be honestly just to get out there and give it a go. So just remember that everyone's running their own race. There's no need to worry about your times or your placings. Just just have fun with it, um, which would probably be my second tip. Just have fun, go with the flow. Um, and then my final piece of advice would probably be to pace yourself really well, um, especially if you're doing a triathlon and that's the type of sport you want to give it a go, whether it's an enticer or you want to build up to something a bit longer. Um, just remember you've got three legs in the tri. So you've got your mm. swim, your bike, and your run. Um, I think a massive mistake people generally make is blowing up way too early. So just think, just pace yourself. Um, remember that once you've got a swim, don't go too hard on the bike. You've still got to run 5K or whatever it is off the bike. Um, and if you think you need any advice or help with that, I'd definitely, definitely seek out a coach or even just talk to another triathlete with some background experience. For, mm. for, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that's that. That is some great tips. I I have made that mistake. I've I've gone too hard on the bike. The bike's totally new to me. Um, I I used to ride mountain bikes uh, a lot when I when I was a kid, um, and we we got a mountain bike again. Started doing some downhill mountain bike riding. My son and I, and that was fun. Um, but you know, all of a sudden changing from like, I've got the, the aero bars on there now and trying to hold that little position and, and 25 kilometers, like it doesn't sound like far, but like, that's like, to me, that's a big ride. Um, yeah. you know, with a, with an angle to one day do an Ironman 25 k's is, is a drop on the ocean, but it still is quite a long ride. And, and I found that like, then I get to the run and I run too fast and now I'm walking and running and then I'm walking. And like, you know, (laughs) say, say an old, an old guy might be like 70, just, just the slowest shuffle jog just goes past me and off into the distance. And and, and so I've, I've, what I've, what I've realized is it's better actually to do that. The slow shuffle jog than walk. Yeah, for
1: sure. Just pacing yourself. So important.
0: So how do you do that? Like, I mean, I, you know, what is it? I found something recently where I was like okay to run further do it on this you know work out your heart rate go to 60 70% of that heart rate and and I was like what this actually works like I did a 10k run then an 11k run the other day I've never run that far in my life and yeah. so but it was because and it was uh, uh, that whole thing of being able to talk to somebody else how yeah. is it that you are you looking at your watch like what what is it that you're doing that that tells you that I'm that I'm at that right pace
1: Yeah. So a lot of people, like you just mentioned before, um, if you've got a coach and someone who analyzes your data and all that sort of stuff for you can work out like what, um, what level you're at. Um, But I'd say a lot of people do go by heart rate. Um, So knowing what your max is and then, you know, if you're going for an easy run, then you should be at, you know, 60 or 70% or whatever your coach is recommending or however you feel that day. But as for me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad. A lot of people who know me, they're like, she never slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is, is that I generally look at my watch for pace. So in a race, I'm, I'm going to be really mad at myself if I'm not doing sub four minute Ks off the bike. Um, mm-hmm. So for me in obviously, in know, you know, in the middle of a triathlon, I'm looking for fast times. As for if I'm going for an easy 10K jog, then obviously I want to keep it a lot slower than that and making sure I'm keeping rather on a slower pace rather than looking at my heart rate. But that's mm-hmm. that's just me personally. Yeah. Um, obviously, when you, when you feel like crap some days, you're going to obviously have to turn your pace down more. But for me, I look at the pace. But there's definitely plenty of other ways to do it, like by feel or by your heart mm. rate. So yeah, you're totally right.
0: And you've gotten that, I guess you've gotten that idea of pace as to what you're capable of by training. So you know what you can pump out in training. Like you're not doing five minute kilometers in training and then turning up on race day and saying, I want to do four minute Ks. You actually know you can do that because you've been doing it in training. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously um, not all your other runs that you're doing in training are going to be your slow runs. So you'll have a Maybe you might have a long run day once a week, definitely have at least one interval session a week so that you are getting that on pace type of work. So mm-hmm. you might do a day where you're doing some 800s or some 400-meter efforts because, um, honestly, if you, you, might, you might well run five-minute pace. You could run five-minute pace every day and go to race on the weekend. I, I probably wouldn't expect you to be doing sub-fours. You still have mm-hmm. to your body used to running at that fast pace and not necessarily doing it for the five K that you need to do it for, but even if you're doing, you know, a couple of sets of eight hundreds with two minutes rest, that sort of you thing. You see,
0: that's a really interesting thing to me. Like that's something that's kind of blowing my mind and I'm so grateful, you know, like we've chatted before about, you know, this is my opportunity to learn and, and I appreciate your your sharing your wisdom, but you know, like I, I find it intriguing that you can j- just do the shorter efforts at the faster You don't have to run a 5K at that pace as long as your body's used to running it, you know, even in those shorter, is that that what you were calling intervals? Yes. Is that what that, yes, that seems really intriguing to me that I don't need to teach my body to run it for 5K, maybe every now and then I'll do that, but if I can at least teach it for these 800 metre blocks, my body is getting ready to run that fast? Yeah,
1: honestly, Uh about fun fact about me i run way faster in the middle of a race off a bike than i ever could if i just did a 5k park run so i could do a Mm. 5k park run which is basically what i'd say is like a a 5k time trial i i would do i'd probably knock off an extra minute just being in that race zone like off the bike in the middle of a triathlon it's just it's crazy so yeah i definitely Definitely interval work, for sure. And like, like you said, doesn't have to be a 5K work. It can be 400s, 800s, 1200s, whatever you make it, as long as you get your body used to running at that faster pace.
0: Mm. Well, that's really encouraging because, you know, it's probably pretty easy to go and knock out 800 metres somewhere at a certain pace rather than having to try and get your body to go that distance, you know, constantly because um, you, you end up wearing out. I mean, I know I end up wearing it. I need to just keep building up that fitness. So that, that's that's really yep. surprising.
1: Mentally a lot easier as well. You're like, I've only got 800 metres.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, <laughs> yeah. And if it's if it's easier on the mind, it's more likely to happen.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I
0: like it. I like it. So... You know, what are you up to when you're not competing and training? I mean, you mentioned before being a beach lover. Um, you know, what, are, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, so honestly, if I'm not training, I'm probably find me at the beach. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll probably be at uni studying or doing my disability support work, catching up with friends and family or basically anything outside. Um, I hate sitting still, so <laughs> making yes. the most of the day. Yeah. I
0: like it. I like it. And certainly, um, you know, you're... We, we, we live once and it seems to me that you really are, um, you know, having a good crack at, at leaving it all out on the battlefield. So um, again, that is very that's... inspiring. <laughs> Thank so, so what are your goals for 2019?
1: Okay. Well, it's obviously a bit of a spanner in the works with the injury at the moment, but regardless. So after Worlds, I was approached regarding getting my professional triathlon license. Um, oh, so well, what, is, after- what does that mean? So basically so obviously at the moment I'm in the age group category so mm-hmm. competing against um, other people around the world in the 20 to 24 age group mm-hmm. when I get to the ITU stage but um, basically professional license I'd be up against literally people who do this as their job I'd say mm-hmm. um, so depending on whether I went into any un- under 23s or the opens but yes yeah, so I got I got approach to do that so I kind of I had a lot of time weighing out the pros and cons, and trying to plan how I could balance my commitments and uni and all that sort of stuff. And I ended up being like, you know what? Why not? So my plan for 2019 was to compete in the Continental Cup, which is would be under 23 professional licensing. Um, just traveling around, there's there's a couple of races throughout the year, and you're racing against the best of the best. Um, and I was going to seek out a coach for some more professional guidance, but. After being injured in like 2018 and still obviously unable to run, it certainly placed a bit of a spanner in the works. So, you know, these things happen in sport and mm. you got to keep your head up and as frustrating as it might be, you got to try and focus on the positives. Um, so luckily at the end of 2018, I was offered a spot into an elite cycling team from Newcastle. Mm. Um, So for the time being, while I'm nursing my foot, um, my goals are more orientated towards some road racing, but I definitely plan to get back into the competitive triathlon scene as soon as possible. And I still definitely hope to represent Australia at the World Triathlon Grand Final in Switzerland, which is late August this year.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, that sounds awesome. And I know that we'll be, uh, we'll be behind just supporting you. So that'll be, be so quite much. exciting. And, and it sounds great. Like, um, that, you know, even like an injury, you're not letting that sort of take you down. You're still just being super positive. I think that's a great message because, you know, for us, like we're not competing at your level, but, um, you know, at the same time, we, we're going to have the same sort of battles. We're going to have things happen. Things go wrong. Um, and it does, it's not the end. It's just, it's yeah. just a, just an obstacle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to look at the positives. Could Things be worse.
0: So, yeah, for sure. So, any other message that you'd like to, you know, give out to people or, you know, people that are considering giving triathlon a go?
1: Yeah, so, oh, definitely. I'd probably still go with the same answer as my top three tips. But mainly I'd just say just remember to have fun with it. Give it your best shot. And also take all those opportunities as they come. You only live Mm -hmm. once. So, you'll only regret the chances that you don't take.
0: I like it. I like it. Oh, gosh, you you are super inspiring. I'm just loving that the positive ripple effect that's coming off of you. Um, I'm really loving that this is motivating me. It's going to motivate others, I know for sure. Um, I really want to thank you so much for your time this morning coming on the show. Um, and, you know, again, if, if how about you, if you if you want to, you want to share your, uh, if you've got a um, Instagram handle and and a Facebook page or whatever it is that you'd like people to follow you on. And did you want to share your... Um, yeah. your login names or whatever, not, you know, your passwords. Yeah, so if you, if you
1: <laughs> like following me on Instagram and you're happy to put up with my constant span of training um, it's Claire underscore Deaden and that's me on Instagram so C-L-A-I-R-E underscore D-E double D-E-N and yeah I'll catch you there if you want to ask me any questions um, you have any queries or just want some advice on stuff I'll definitely give you my best shot at um, answering any questions you have too
0: I like it, I like it well thanks so much for coming on the show Claire
1: No worries at all. Thanks so much for having me.